Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Robert Bruce back with us. Several of his books have gone through new editions, by the way, Astral Dynamics and the Practical Psychic Self-Defense Handbook. Robert is an internationally respected author, mystic speaker, lives in Australia. And for more than 40 years, Robert has explored the mechanics, the energetics, the dynamics of paranormal and spiritual phenomena, how these things are working, astral projection, the human body, the energy portion of it, manifestation and self-healing, and psychic self-defense and the afterlife experiences. Lifetime of firsthand experiences and unbiased approach allows him to make simple sense of these things on a whole new level, which you're going to hear about tonight. Robert, welcome back. It's been way too long, my friend. How are you? George, it's been a while. I'm doing well, thanks. So, and how are things down under? Cold. It's win- coming on for winter here. Yeah, that is. We've, we've got strange weather out this way, too. The Midwest is getting hit with tornadoes and all kinds of strange things. But it's good to have you back on. And, uh, of course, you're an expert in a lot of these different areas. And I want to talk about two main ones tonight, and that is astral projection and psychic defense with these dark entities. And let's talk about astral projection first, Robert. Uh, First of all, give us your thoughts, your definition on just what astral projection is. Astral projection is um, when you, um, usually you're asleep or close to sleep and you leave your body and you have fully aware of you are leaving your body behind, your physical body behind, and you are moving outside and away from it. And an astral projector can often look around and see their physical body where it is. So it's quite a visceral sensation. And there's often uh, quite strong sensations involved in the separation, like an extremely rapid heartbeat, you're talking like 500 beats a minute, it feels like. Wow. Which is not the heart, it's a heart chakra. So your physical heart doesn't change. You get whole body vibrations from, you know, head to toe, uh, buzzing sensation and a continual falling sensation. They're the three most common ones. So it's quite a major experience in itself, quite unmistakable and you can see things in the astral plane uh, as they exist. I mean, we get a lot of stories, of course, where somebody's having an operation in a hospital. They will leave their body, kind of hover over it, and they can see the doctor, the attending surgeon, the nurses, the attendants. And sometimes, in some cases, Robert, they hear them talking about the person who's lying down there, and then they come back into their body and they talk to the doctor about it, and the doctor's amazed that this person remembered everything and, and, you know, mentioned things that they talked about. How does, the, how does the astral body have this ability to see and hear? I can't really tell you the exact mechanism involved there, but that is what real-time astral projection is like. You are like a ghost in the real world. You can almost touch things. It's like being slightly out of phase with reality. And uh, your your description there of patients coming out of body during surgery, uh, you can hear and see things that are happening, real things that are happening in real time, and report back on them afterwards accurately. And that is a real-time astral projection. And um, 
of course, there are other types of astral projection, other levels that you can project into. But the real-time one is the one that most people experience. Is the astral projection state a little like dying? It's, it's almost the same thing, isn't it? It's exactly like dying, George. That, that is, in fact, your astral body, that is, you, you could say, your spirit body. That is exactly what's going to happen to you when you die. You are going to be ejected out of body, and your physical body has died. Uh, well, well, it's dying, and then a lot more energy than you would normally have in an astral projection. The vi- living vitality from the physical body will transfer into the astral body, making it a much more, much stronger than it would normally be during an astral projection. During an astral projection, you are splitting the available energy resources between the physical body and the astral body because if the physical body is still alive, yeah. Would you say the astral body is like the soul? Yes. Same thing. Exactly. It can be called the soul because if that is what is left over after you physically die, then that is the soul. I've always heard that in your astral state, you're still connected to your physical body with some kind of silver cord. But when you die, that cord, that cord is severed. Is that true? I think so, George. I think it's even uh, written in the Bible. Uh, there's, a, there's a saying, a passage in there that says, when the silver cord is broken and the golden bowl is shattered, I think that's referring, mm-hmm. referring to the silver cord. Now, I started after projecting when I was about three, four years of age. I was just a little kid. And I had zero exposure to any literature, so I had no bias at all. And I had thousands of astral projections, like multiple ones every night. Now, I came across the silver cord very early on in my childhood astral projections. And it looks like, imagine a a rope about one to two inches thick coming from your navel. And it's made of a sparkling silver substance. Imagine, you know, the static you get on a television screen when it's turned off station? Right, the noise. They call it video yeah, that, noise. That, yeah. that sparkling static, that's what it looks like. And um, you don't, I, I don't see it all the time, and some people don't see it. And there's quite a bit of controversy over whether it exists or not. But my early observations, being unbiased, I... I stick by that. And you've got to think to yourself, there's got to be some energetic connection between the physical body and the astral body while it's still alive. No that question. makes sense to be something. Now, when you're out of your astral, when you're out of your physical body in the astral state, is there any limitation to where you can go? No, absolutely not. You can go to the end of the universe, to the furthest galaxy wow. in, the blink, in the blink of an eye. I've done that. Um, I've done many, many years of uh, exploration, you know, pushing the envelope to see what I could do with this over the years. And a number of times I tried to get to the end of the universe. And in... The astral body, the speed you can travel at is phenomenal. I'm talking probably trillions of times faster than the speed of light. 
imagine a speed where galaxies are flicking by you like street lights in a fast motor vehicle and trying to get to the edge of the universe and when I tr- when I finally got there I believe Robert Monroe of the Monroe Institute had a similar experience uh, written in his book and uh, when I got there I found a gigantic brick wall which would be a mental construction not of mine I mean gigantic brick wall uh, each brick was the size of a galaxy and I'm floating there in space saying, what? You're kidding. This can't be real. And so using my mind, I started attacking the wall and trying to break through it, thinking it might be some kind of a barrier. And I broke a big section of it aside. And beyond that were what I can only describe as primordial forces. There were exploding suns and fireballs and rocks and elemental forces. It was a maelstrom of, of energy beyond the universe that we're in. I, now don't, I can't explain that. That's just my experience, but corroborated by Robert Monroe, who had a very similar experience. There were some uh, folks in the 1800s who really got involved in astral projection. Uh, there's a Brit by the name of uh, Herewood uh, Carrington, uh, Sylvan Muldoon, and yeah. uh, they would do, you know, early types of work in this area way before anybody even knew what was going on there. Um, they got very accurate with what they did. How did they know this stuff, Robert? I mean, are you familiar with them? Yes, I've read their books. Um, the Sylvan Muldoon was uh, a very sick man. He had a lot of illness in his life. And I think because of that, you know, spending a lot of time in bed, he was a natural astral projector, and he started having astral projections. So it's just something that he did. He started having them, um, and this is natural. And uh, Carrington, I, I don't know the story there, how he where he started from, but some people are natural astral projectors, like myself. I started when I was at the age of four, before the age of four and had just every night as a child, I would have several astral projections. Some were short, some were longer. I'd just float in and out of my body. Now, my research uh, over the years, not my research, my exploration shows me that every living thing astral projects. Cats, dogs, horses, hamsters, everything. If it's alive... It astral projects because this is a universal phenomenon that applies to every living thing. And if it wasn't universal, there'd be a big question mark over there saying, why can only humans do this? And not just advanced humans. I mean, a lot of people who are just really even below average human beings will sometimes have astral projection ability. But... Because cats and dogs do it, and I've made countless observations, thousands of observations of animals over the years. In fact, often when I astral project in real time, when I leave the house, my cats and dogs follow me away like we're going for a walk, and they'll follow me around in the astral. So that tells you something about the nature of it, the natural 
um, thing that is astral projection. Absolutely. Now, can you project at will? Pretty much at will. Like, I couldn't do it while I'm talking to you on the phone here now, but... Don't, yeah. don't, don't. Then I won't have anybody to interview. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because when you when you astral project, particularly a real-time astral projection, or any kind of astral projection, really, you're splitting the available consciousness energy uh, between the physical body and the astral. And if the astral is active, then that takes most of the energy and that paralyzes the physical body, so you you would you wouldn't be able to talk. And you know there are crossovers there. There are some types of or levels of astral projection you can do, where the physical body can be like partially awake, and you can manage to like grunt a little bit and mumble a little bit, but you can't. You can barely move. You're semi paralyzed, but so there's lots of different um, gray areas here and a lot of areas still to explore. In you, What do you mean exactly about the mind split effect? Is that a little bit of what you just mentioned? Yeah, the, the true nature of astral projection, uh, which should put a lot of people's minds at ease because everybody does this whenever they sleep. Unconsciously, we just don't remember it. Uh, because we're wired not to remember these things. I discovered the mind split effect uh, many, many years ago when I was doing an enormous amount of uh, every night, you know, all evening, um, from dark till, you know, dawn sometimes, um, after projecting again and again and again and studying the what it feels like to come out of the body, what chakras were involved and coming back in and just experimenting. And I was doing it for pure personal interest at the time. This was way before I uh, ever thought about writing a book. And um, I discovered, uh, because I was so into experimenting, I I had an astral projection, and this is what it's like. I was meditating in the chair, you know, doing some energy work and that, and I did started an astral projection exit technique, which normally didn't take long. So everything went well. The big whole body vibrations were there, the rapid heartbeat, the falling sensation, and I start moving out of body, and then it stopped. And this is the very common scenario for people who are trying to astral project. And I thought to myself, well, I failed then. I, I don't know why. So I'll continue meditating. Now, keeping in mind, meditation is you're motionless. I didn't know I was paralyzed and not actually succeeded. Now, me in my astral body was, of course, had a slightly different memory. Its memory was of coming out of the body with a successful astral projection and it was sitting up on the roof. Now, it decided, me, it's a grammatical nightmare, multiples are the same one to come back down in and um, study proximity effects to the physical body. So I am there with, in my physical body, um, sitting, and I'm I'm experimenting with astral sight, which is seeing through my closed eyelids into the astral and the room around me. And guess who walks through the wall? I do. Another you. There's two of me there. And 
we communicate it in a, in a sense. It's quite a disturbing phenomenon to have two of you um, close together. And uh, that uh, keyed me into the possibility. And so I did a lot more experiments with that and I found that that was what was happening. And to put it in a nutshell, George, what happens when you astral project to any kind of out-of-body experience is that you project an energy copy of yourself. Interesting. Which can be the soul, it can be the spirit, whatever you want, but you project an energy copy of yourself. The original you, the master copy, the hard drive, never ever leaves your physical body while you still live. And this explains also why you get paralyzed and also why you can be semi-awake in your physical body and also out in the astral. A lot of people report to me, um, you know, it's a common letter I get, like a weekly at least, is, oh, I'm having these scary experiences. They're like astral projection, but I've got this really scary doppelganger. <laughs> you know, this spirit yeah. that looks just like me walking around in my bedroom. What do I do? Will it attack me? Is it dangerous? So misunderstandings like this can cause a lot of uh, um yeah, a lot of grief for some people. But if you understand that, that, you know, a copy of you is coming out, and if you physically died That's while right. you were having an astral projection, the transfer of energy and consciousness would continue to strengthen the astral body, and you would start from there in the afterlife. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.